This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. We must be scrupulous in our self-improvement efforts to make certain we're doing them for the right reasons and not just to silence the sting of rejection. We can't please all of the people all of the time especially if we truly want to stand for something. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. One of the difficult parts about speaking to large groups of people is accepting that the old adage is true. You can't please all of the people all of the time. And I know that this seems intuitive and even basic, but if you're a people pleaser like me, this can be devastating, especially when people feel comfortable telling you exactly what they don't like about your ideas, your presentation style, and even your voice. As a former television personality, I thought I'd grown immune to this. I read letters, then faxes, then emails, then tweets about what I looked like and what I said or what I did that was off-putting. Experiencing it face-to-face is a whole other level of vulnerability and discomfort. And this happened to me this year. I was devastated by the not-so-gentle criticism I faced. It hurt so badly I could barely speak. And in that moment, all I could think to say was what I'd learned in the last 25 years of Torah study. That if something happens to you, if someone says something to you, then they're only the messenger that somehow the Almighty wants or needs you to hear or see this thing, and that your job is to mine it for growth and personal development. I was very blessed when all this happened to have a best friend nearby to process with and to be staying with someone who I'm very, very close with and with whom I can be my true self. They followed my lead. Let's mine it for truth. Let's see what God wanted me to learn from it. They gave me the perfect amount of empathy and compassion while agreeing to help me do the work. I'd made myself so very, very busy figuring out what was for me and what was their own projection and where I could improve my work and myself and where I needed to let it go. And for weeks, I was like a walking bruise. I was tender and raw, but well enough to walk through it all. And it was just that their words echoed in my head behind every thought, every feeling and idea I had. It subsumed me. And that should have been my first clue. Because when something happens that feels like it's more than five out of ten on the emotional trigger range, there is generally something else going on that needs to be looked at. It's kind of like stepping on a minefield. It's like a carrot, you know, where the majority of it, the reaction and the feeling is underground and hidden from sight or at least from the consciousness. You see, when you stand for something, there will always be others who stand for an opposing point of view. While it's tempting to dilute one's ideas for the sake of mass approval, there's another old expression that says, when you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. And that makes one pause. A people pleaser is a term fairly ubiquitous in our psychological language. Moshe Chakoff, in his essay about how to stop being a people pleaser, wrote the following. Because of their fear of rejection, 
People-pleasers could end up compromising on their core principles so that people will like them. This is a historical and psychological truth that Jews have dealt with throughout history. Some Jews abandoned Judaism due to the fear of becoming social pariahs. The problem with this approach is that there are some people who will not like you no matter how nice you are to them. On the other hand, most people have a tremendous amount of respect for people who stand up for who they are and what they believe in. What can a people-pleaser do to rid themselves of the fear of being rejected and to stand by their principles? The Torah was acutely aware of the fear of rejection and isolation and addressed it at the very beginning of what we call the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch is the authentic four-volume guidebook that lays out the details of how to conduct oneself based on Torah principles. So in the opening lines of it, we are instructed to not be ashamed by people that mock you. It begins this way to hint to the fact that all four volumes of the Shulchan Aruch are dependent on this instruction. How does one fulfill this axiomatic Torah mandate? Especially for a people pleaser, it seems easier said than done. And the answer is found a little bit later in the same book, which quotes King David, who stated, I have placed God before me always, because he is my right hand, I shall not falter. So, if I place God before me always, and this is what I thought I was doing, why was I faltering so badly? A brave and honest therapist gave me the answer. She said to me that while I seemed to be doing the work of putting God's message for me first, I was actually using that to try and deal with and offload the pain of rejection. That while I seemed to mean what I was saying, I was actually deflecting the inevitable pain of rejection by turning it into some grand search for truth. And the truth, she said, is that you can't handle any form of criticism. This is devastating for you because you won't just sit with the knowledge that you can't please all of the people all of the time. So if you can control this by turning yourself inside out, looking for what you did wrong, then you don't have to face this simple truth. Making yourself wrong can be a form of control, as in, if I did this, if I'm to blame for this, then I can fix this. She told me that she thought that while she agreed with the Jewish concept of searching for truth in any form of criticism, that the suffering I was going through had less to do with my spiritual goals and more to do with finding a way to deal with my bruised ego. Bingo. And ouch. I learned a powerful lesson in all of this that we must be scrupulous in our self-honesty and even our self-improvement efforts to make certain we're doing them for the right reasons and not just to silence the sting of rejection. Sometimes we just have to sit with the sting. We have to say, whoosh, that hurts. And remember that we can't please all of the people all of the time, especially if we truly want to stand for something. This week... Can we all examine our relationship with criticism and our ability to sit in discomfort without trying too hard to deflect it? Can we remember that sometimes the criticism is accurate and sometimes it's not? But either way, we're all imperfect and not to everyone's taste. And that sometimes that has to be all right. Perhaps that is the very message the Almighty has in mind for us. 
Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.